Hello everybody, hello everybody, hello everybody, and welcome back to episode number three, episode 20, episode 14 this week, Coops, entitled Honk If You're Gawny. Cam, are you, are you honking there, or? <laughs> you are? <laughs> He's lost it before we've started. Uh, Sir Acker would be interesting, I can't see the Gawny, and with the way our rules are, we're giving any more knighthoods to Australians, but you never know, like. Welcome everybody to the Behind the Bounce podcast. Cooper. Yes, Dipsy. We've got a new intro, Cooper. Yes, we do. How good is it? It took me oh, about half an hour on the half an hour on the couch before to make that. It's just a little little compilation of all of our well, I'm not going to say best moments because I don't think we've had any, but it's just a little bit of a different thing. I, I quite like Coops. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I do. I do rate it. I'm you rate it? I'm there. Hopefully, you didn't get too confused when it when it started. You might have thought that we had a bit of a glitch, but um, carry on. It, it will be fine. Episode 23 today, Coops, the Michael Jordan tribute edition. We had a, there's a fair few. We could have gone with the 23 Coops. We could have gone with Justin Kajitsky, and that's about it as far as 23s, as far as I'm concerned. It's uh, Lance Franklin, we could have gone with as well. Oh, yes. Lance. Any, yes. Big Lance. Any that you picked up on there, Coops? Uh, uh, no, you see, no 23 of the pies. No, I was thinking 24 is going to be a difficult one. I think Caleb Poulter wears twenty four for you for you lot at the moment, so that's not that's not too bad. He's a young up and comer. We'll get to that next week though. We we'll have to have to research, uh, but we've got a little bit to talk about today, Coops. We've got the uh, the well, the AFLW is all over the shop at the moment. There's games all the bloody time. It's hard to keep up, so we'll get into them. Uh, we've also got there's a plan to put the, a roof on the MCG, which we'll no doubt laugh about, and uh, yeah, just everything else because we're getting also close to footy. Our practice matches are on this weekend, I think, um, starting Friday. Mm, correct. Yeah, no. Practice matches. Big weekend. How good we're we're getting so close to the to the the men's footy. It's it's amazing. But we'll jump into the the AFL uh, W results now. As I said, they're they're all over the place. So. Uh, Gold Coast and Brisbane played in the Q Clash on Thursday night. Uh, they got absolutely done. The the poor Suns, they got done by um, 69 points. It's a really, really interesting. They, they show so much promise, the the young Suns. And then the Lions, just they started off really slow and now they've sort of come back. They've won a few on the trot now. They move into fifth, a game off the top of the table. So they're not going away uh, anytime soon which is good from them. Uh, we had the Doggies get over the Cats in a bit of a scrappy affair um, on Friday night, but that was a good game as well. Uh, the Dogs move into the eight. Uh, they were out of the eight, but they've moved into the eight now. So they've jumped the Suns and they move into their position. We had uh, the Giants go goalless against the Crows. They lost by 40 points. The Crows keeping uh, top spot. But it does get very interesting because now we've got the top. The top four are all on twenty-four points, all six and one. So it's going to get oh. really, really interesting. And there's a couple of big games to come uh, this weekend, especially. We had the Saints go goalless. They set the uh, the record for the lowest score of all time in AFLW with two behinds. The Blues beat them by um, forty-six points on Saturday afternoon. The Tigers, with a really good win against the Eagles on the road, that was really good from them. They sit ninth, which is still hilarious. Uh, and they're looking they're looking all right, you know. Um, they've jumped up from last year, which I think is what they wanted to do. Yeah. The, uh, the Kangaroos beat the Pies in a good game again. North are looking really strong heading into finals. They sit third, but equal top, just percentage, whereas the Pies still sixth. You know, they're still in that sort of hunt. 
but a loss like that can drop them a little bit behind in terms of confidence. Monday night saw probably the best game I've ever seen in AFLW kick after the siren uh, to decide that one. It was an unfortunate tale for Brisbane. They had the kick after the siren and unfortunately missed, giving the D's a three-point win on the road. So the D's maintained contact with top uh, with the top four. The Lions probably a little bit underdone just in terms of preparation, they played three days prior. So, and we'll get yep. into that as well. Um, the D's wore their Indigenous jumper on Monday night, and it looked unbelievable. Uh, so, I think that I'm I'm definitely for that to be used every now and yeah. again. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. That's yeah, and, no, uh, it is very good. And last night we had the doggies also in their Indigenous jumper. They uh, held out a draw, forty-one all draw with the Suns in a really good game as well. So. That's interesting. It makes the battle for top spot look really, really interesting. And it makes the jumble for the last four teams in that, you know, from five to eight, that's heating up as well. Like, it's quite close. You'd think that that draw probably doesn't do the Suns or the Dogs any, you know, favours, just given now that they're more than a game, or they're half a game behind sixth, but now they're a game and a half behind fifth. Um, it was sort of like a keep-in-touch sort of game that they made up. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, it's it's looking interesting. Coops are coming to the pointy end now. I still think the crows are looking good enough. Like they they just seem to be healthy. But oh, they, no, they seem to be snowballing at the right time. Like, they took a loss at the right time, and now they're sort of starting to roll back. But yeah. an injury to Aaron Phillips may uh, may just hurt their chances a little bit. We'll see how they can remain in terms of in terms of squad. But three game uh, three day break, Coops. Uh, I know that, that they're always talking about a footy crunch and we talk about it all the time. What is your stance on the fixture crunch now? Uh, like regarding with such like a short break between playing games? Yeah, yeah. Three three days um, is just, I don't think football is designed to be played like that. Yeah, no, I don't think, like it doesn't give your, I don't think it'll give you enough body time to, like your body enough time to recover, sorry. Um yeah, no, three days is probably a bit, um, a bit steep because you probably don't get a rest day in there. It's probably training, well, you know, training. You may get a rest day. Um, yeah. But if that was to happen in the men's game, that like as you said last week, it's their job, so they're there every day. Yeah. Might it's, be a recovery session, but yeah. Yeah, it, it just makes it it makes it difficult, and like you've got to think that you can't expect them to be playing good a good quality of footy. Like it's almost like you're throwing a game away, like. For yeah. the dogs to go out, uh, no, for the Lions, sorry, to turn up on, on three days break. They played Thursday, then they play Monday. For them just to go, oh, shit, we've got to turn up again here <laughs> against mm. the Ds, who are a rolling team in form. Like, it's so difficult. Like, I was talking to a friend on the phone yesterday because we were talking about uh, Melbourne Victory. Their women have played uh, six games in 19 days. They will have played seven in 23 days come Saturday. Insane. But, mm. like, I mean, it is their job. They they have to, you know, they're professional athletes. They're, they should be able to, to handle it. And I guess it also comes down to player management, you know, getting your rotations right and all that. But it can't be healthy. Like, it just... For, it just for the women, well. like playing on a Monday, that's that's after work. Like, training after work's not so bad, but <laughs> you're playing a full four-quarter game. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's gross. But even, like, just to think, um, I was thinking... Uh, the other day, uh, uh, just leading on from what you said about uh, travel and, and stuff like that and training and, and rest days and stuff, for the victory, they played on uh, Wednesday. So they played this time last week against Sydney. Uh, then they had 
Thursday, Friday off. They played Saturday. Uh, then they had Sunday off, but then they'd fly. They flew to Cam Canberra on Monday, played yesterday, fly home today. They have tomorrow off, and then they fly to Adelaide Friday, play on Saturday, and then fly home Sunday. That is cool. Right. Correct. Like, I, oh, it's just like you can be a professional athlete, you can be conditioned for that, but just like all the sitting and the waiting and then actually yeah. playing, like, and like it would stuff up your routine as well. Like, some players, like, they need to, you know, they, they treat the day before as their hydration day. You know, they have to drink yep. six litres of water or whatever just to get it through their system, get them, you know, regulating right. You can't really do that if you're sitting on a plane. Like, you can't, you can't regulate your body like that. So, um, yeah. that's really interesting. I think that. Hopefully next year, now that we're all living with COVID and we will acknowledge the need that people will get it, uh, I'm sure there'll be a new 700 variants or whatever, uh, <laughs> that people, people are going to get it and that we will need to postpone shit. Hopefully they extend the season. Like Even if it's just a week in the middle or at the end where they just go, look, it's either going to be a general buy and we can give you a, a rest or you, we might not even need it or... It's uh, it's a COVID recap week. Like we just play all the rescheduled games in that week, like yeah. the AFL wanted to do. Uh, but that like there just needs to be just to avoid the, these sort of situations because you can't expect a team like Melbourne Victory, for example, that have played six in nineteen to be playing their best uh, like caliber of footy. And it's the yeah. same lines. Like to ask them to play their best caliber of footy after playing two very good teams in six days, like it just it's not not bloody right, I don't think, Cooper. No, I agree with you. It's yeah, the seven in twenty three it'll be for um for victory and that's pretty cooked. Yeah. That's probably the worst I've seen today. It's half what's half of their so they play fourteen games a season. That's half of their season in a month. Oh. So oh. Just to put that in, just to just to like, uh, that would be like playing eleven games of AFL in six weeks is basically what they're asking you to do there. And I don't really think that if that happened, there would be uproar. It would be terrible. <laughs> it would. Yeah, be, that's that's cooked. It, that's gross. Uh, but I guess it does come down to contracts as well. Like, I know in the soccer, like they, it, well, they it's turned professional now, but like contracts used to run out at the end of November, so it's like you had. A little bit yeah, of grace yeah. period there, but otherwise, you know, you had to get them done. And, and it might be the same with um, the W League and it might be the same with the AFLW as well. Their, their contracts might run out at the end of March. You know, they might only be paid until then. So yeah. that could, and then it becomes sort of like VFLW at that point. So that could could have to do with that. But um, yeah, what do you reckon we move in, on to uh, next, Coops? We've sort of done the, the AFLW stuff. Um... Do you want to head into the, the roof, Dilksy, or... Uh... <laughs> yeah. I think we should, Coops. This is potentially the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Where did it you hear this, by the way? Uh, Triple M. <sighs> what? And then it was... James Bradshaw and Billy Brown No, or... no, 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 no. It was a proper article. It was your okay. mate, actually. Eddie Maguire has called for there to be a roof put on the MCG, a retractable roof. Oh, uh, my God. And I, th <laughs> I think that's potentially the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I've said some pretty stupid things in my time, Cooper. <laughs> oh, that is that is not a thing, and will not be happening. No, uh, that's cooked. Correct. I just I don't understand. Do you have it. a good reason, or? Well, I didn't. I didn't really read the article, to be honest. No. But it was the article it was, says written by Eddie McGuire. You turn it off. It's one of those ones, Coops. Like, 
uh, haters read the headlines, fans read the entire page. And I'm not a hater of Eddie Maguire. I've met him a couple of times. He's quite a nice go- uh, goober, but that's just ridiculous. It completely takes away what the MCG is. The MCG yeah. is the Coliseum. And like that's what makes it so special. If you put yep. a roof on it, it's like it just takes it all the way. Ruins it, yeah, nah. It completely ruins it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then what that's like you know, AF, AFL, AFLW's biggest stadium. Well, probably AFL, but the biggest stadium in Melbourne. And we'll yeah. just chuck a roof on it and yeah, we'll we'll be just looking at tin roof all day. Well, it even takes away the essence of going to the footy. Like, I can understand Marvel. And get some it's, yeah. it's got it's got a roof, but like when it's pissing rain, you yeah. want to you want to you want to see that. Like, you want to see it's it's part of the and... going to the footy. You're gonna get wet if it's raining. Oh, you can't take that away from us, surely. <laughs> nah, no. Nah, oh, talk. He mustn't have nothing to write about. Oh, I'd I'd hate to see. He said it on an interview. I might actually try and find it. Uh, Coops, did you want to? Do you want to talk about? Did you read the thing about the Suns, uh, the Swans being able to to uh, wear their heritage guernsey yeah, in all yeah. Victorian games? What do you make of that, Coops? I rate that. Do you? Yeah, correct. It's Why? Big V, it's Victoria. <laughs> no, I I actually like the design of it. I like is is there a proper meaning behind it? Yeah, so it's what they used to wear when they were South Melbourne. Oh, oh, I think I did read that actually. Yeah, honour the South Melbourne. Yeah, I did read that. Yeah. Um, no, I rate it. I do. I do quite like that. Um, I don't have anything against it. Do you, Dixie? No, I don't. But I feel like Port Adelaide players and supporters may have an issue against it. Why? Well, I know why, but it's got. They're not allowed to wear their... anyone's jersey. They're not allowed to wear the prison bars in the showdown. What makes it okay for? Yeah, the to wear their heritage jumper in yeah. Victoria. Good, great chat. Um, yeah, look, I can't answer that, but <laughs> um, I guess Sydney's jumper is not similar to anyone else's, is it? But well, in the show, see, in saying that, in the showdown, there's nothing. There should be nothing wrong with it. Correct. That, yeah, that's it's an interesting one. I think it's cool. It I, I like the idea of them being able to to wear it and all that sort of stuff. I think that that's yeah. really cool. Uh, but I, I just not. I will not be afraid. No, I am afraid that they're gonna. It's gonna cause an uproar with the Port Adelaide people, especially when they see it. Yeah, I think it. But I think it, it's good. Like they should be able to to, um, you know, showcase their roots and their heritage. It's and all a bit that. of a tough one, yeah. But I also feel like if Port want to do it in two games a year, where it's not going to clash with Collingwood, uh, they should be able to as well. Yeah. No, that is true. I think they will have something to say about it, but it's it's a bit of a tough one. Um, what can you do that? And I can't sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> Rob Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> yeah, that type thing. <laughs> oh God, uh, Coops. I was reading. Actually, I was watching a new the news the other day for the first time in donkey's years, and I saw an article or a story on Mason Cox and his glasses. Now, yes. we touched on this uh, in the in the past, and I said he should just wear contact lenses. Blah blah blah. But he said that they don't work and they actually put him at more risk just because if he loses one in a game, which he's done a couple of times, uh, that it puts him in more more harm than good. So I didn't realise that. And he actually said that these glasses, they don't get hit at all and that they're actually, you know, perfect for him. So I've sort of changed my argument on that, Coop. So I think he should be able to wear them. Uh, just yeah. 
he's done all the right studies, which he obviously has. Uh, because, yeah, yeah I, I've obviously thought contact lenses aren't going to get hit. These are a hit risk, but it's actually the opposite. So the, he's just waiting on AFL approval and uh, said that, yeah, if he can't actually, if he can't wear them, he'll have to retire because he can't physically see the ball. Yeah. Nah, that that's cooked. I think if the AFL don't let him wear them, then that's cooked. Especially because it was actually caused on the footy field as well. Yeah, correct. Yeah, he copped a copped a poke in the eye, I think, in a rock, in a rut contest, and uh, uh, yeah, mm. did so. I don't know the proper thing, but yeah, and he it, had like eight surgeries, like it's eight, and it was caused by playing their sport. You yeah, know. it's a major lawsuit waiting to happen, I think. But, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I hope it gets done. Like you just want to see people playing the game, and whether he's in the whether he's in the best twenty-two or not, I don't really care. But um, I think he should be able to play footy at whatever level, and uh, hopefully he'll be he'll be able to, and they can they can just get that done. Uh, Coops, the Gold Coast Suns, he's next uh-huh. on my agenda. Correct. I think they'll win the wooden spoon this year. They've lost Ben King. They're on a downhill slope again. Do you think if they have another terrible year where they show no improvement, they finish on the bottom of the ladder? It's franchise threatening. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Would you Would you agree? I would. Yeah, yeah I sure. think that they they come in with the wrong strategy. They put yeah. all their eggs in one Gary Ablett sized basket. That didn't work. <laughs> That's fine. But they've mm. just they've just gone. Oh, we're the new kids. We're the new kids. We'll be okay. We're developing. How many times can you say that without really showing any any sort yeah. of progress? Like the Giants have been stupidly successful since they've yeah. come into the, into the competition. Like they were, I know that they got belted in their only grand final appearance, but they got there. You know, the Suns haven't even got to the finals and the Giants have been, you know, re- I think they've only missed the finals a few, I think five out of 11 times, which is fine yeah. considering you give them probably a four-year grace period anyway. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, and I think it'll they'll be in a bit of strife if if the uh the wooden spoon if they take that home uh this year. Yeah, I think so too. And then again you've got the prospect of uh they've got a lot of free agents at the end of next year. Like Isaac Rankin's one, Ben King is another. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Matt Rowell, he's two year extension. I think no, I think he signed a two year extension, but like if he plays well and there's no success, I don't understand why you'd want to stay around. Like Jared Witts is 700 years old and he gets injured all the time. Took Miller's coming, you know, into the like he'll be either look he'll be he I think he's in the Tom Lynch Stephen May sort of basket where it's like shit. I am getting old. I've had no success. Can I go and get some? Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. So I think if there's no improvement. It is probably danger signs for the old sons, unfortunately for them. Yeah, no, I um, couldn't agree more with that, actually. That's what I was trying to say there. <laughs> Do you have anything more to add to that, Coops? Um, oh, nah, not really. Um, <laughs> you think, They're cool. Well, I don't know. Stewie Jew's on his last legs, obviously. Yeah, he's in some trouble as well. Yeah, correct. I saw the power rankings there. Yeah, he, yeah. I think, I think he was like on the top. Obviously, he, he takes it out, correct? Of the of the pressure rankings, yeah. I think Brett Ratton was second, which I think is a little bit harsh, but 
Oh, it's probably right. I think I think it's right given that the list we've got. To be completely honest, like you can't really they say probably... they just based it off like the longest to you know not win a flag, uh, well, win thing. a flag or win a final. Like they haven't actually put any thought into it. No, well, like we obviously we had a finals run last mm. year, but like then again, we were equal on points. Or actually, no, we were a game out of the of the eight this year, and yep. we had half a squad for a lot of it. <laughs> jam it. <laughs> we weren't we weren't too far away. Triple M footy can final. jam it. I think it's footy we're, on nine actually. Yeah, I mean we should we should have made finals given what we did in in twenty twenty. We should have made finals. That that's a non negotiable for mine. But um, you know, just to to be so close and to cop all of the flack that we've got, it's it's intriguing and it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the signers are. They're not. They're not looked after in the AFL. They get a couple of bit of, a uh, couple bit of slit. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say there. They got a bit of stick in the old uh, media. They do. Yeah, um, they do. Copper hit. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help that the D's won the flag. I think that now you've got. You know, we've won one flag regardless. Now we've got the longest drought, and we should have made finals. Like it's just a. It's a trifecta of media. Yeah. Uh, like if the media want a headline, they've got them with the Saints. Plus, then you've got players like Brad Hill that have and Dan Hannabury that have come on a shit ton of money and done four fifths. Like, I mean, <laughs> we, we're, <laughs> we're not our own. Like, we don't help ourselves at all. Uh, but look, that's all right. We'll move on. Uh, vaccine deadlines are causing headaches in the AFL. That's not a pun. But uh, there's a couple of players that have missed their deadlines. Jack Darling's one of them. And yep. I don't think he's going to get vaxxed. WASA and Queensland have different vax rules to us in Victoria. Yeah. And I think he's just missed the deadline for the second one. So oh. it'll be interesting to see what he does in terms of whether he's going to get one or not or get the second yep. one or not. I'm not even sure if he's got the first one. But uh, yeah, we'll okay. see. And uh, I was reading up on that. It means that he'll be put on the inactive list and he'll get paid a quarter of his salary. So he's on $750,000 a year, if you don't mind. He'll be paid about 175000 of that. So it's a lot of money to lose. That's a lot of money to even get. Well, a lot for him to lose, <laughs> correct. but a lot compared to, you know, a normal, normal old folk. Yeah, correct. Robin Peter and... to pay Paul again. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And uh, the second one is Jed Anderson uh, from North. He's also mm, waiting on his second one. Uh, well, he was he at had... um, training this morning, wasn't he? He was, yeah. He had a shit yeah. reaction to his first one, like real bad yeah. type set up. Applied for an exemption. Uh, didn't get it, obviously. And, uh, yeah, his deadline's coming up as well. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets it. He's probably going to get it. I think that he'll probably just bite the bullet uh, and get yeah. it like a lot of people. Uh, yeah, just because like oh, I couldn't imagine just saying goodbye to, you know, five hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a uh, real lot. Like, I guess some people have their reasons, but in a way, it's sort of stupid to. to I don't know to fight it. Like it's, it's yeah. a lot. Of, it's a lot of money, coops. Yeah, correct. It's very stupid to not get it yeah. for that amount of money. Oh, I think uh, even if I wasn't, but everyone has their reasons, you know. I've I've had my three my three my three jabs. I'm I'm like you, Coops. Is there something in the in the water today that just makes us speak like we're idiots? I think so. But uh, yeah, if I if I had the option of either you know get a needle and get uh you know half a million dollars or yeah don't get a needle and lose half a million dollars, I think I'd probably give 
the needle a crack and um that's mm. gonna, that's yep. gonna get clipped <laughs> not that anybody clips it on spotify but uh <laughs> yeah i think that um i think hopefully they work it out like it'll be it'll be okay coops but uh yeah if not if they do get placed on the inactive list I think the club's entitled to an SSP pick, which is like a supplementary pick. Yep. So they can pick up somebody from the state leagues or um, whatever to play for them. So it's not all bad. It may give somebody an opportunity. Like yeah. a few of those SSP players have been really good. Like we got Mason Wood last year, for example. He's played quite well. So it'll yep. be interesting just to see what um, what they what they get up to and uh, what their sort of thing is. Because it, it may be easier just to go look. We're going to chuck you on the long-term injury list and, and see what happens with this bloke. You can come back whenever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting. Coops, you took some real um, you took some real issue with this next point. I did not. You did. They've changed the, the menu at no. the MCG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, oh, look, I've sort of come around to it over the cup, like the the past couple of days. I'm like, well, <laughs> no, 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 hear me out here. Oh, I come around. I was like, well, look, you can't go there every day, or you know, every footy game that you go to and have the same old shit. So I'm starting to come around to it. Um, look, I don't know the red, like the red rooster chips were they were they were right, but I'm I'm sort of no, some part of me is looking forward to what they're gonna um what they're going to bring in here. Um, but as long as it doesn't cost an arm or leg in there. Correct. Uh, so for those who, who don't know what we're talking about, which I'm assuming would probably be most of you, the MCG have revealed this grand plan to bring in a restaurant where you can, you know, book a table, have a meal, yada, yada, um, during during the game. Obviously, like, you have to watch it on the tally. They're not just going to wheel you out and you're going to eat the players' race. That's not a thing. But <laughs> they're, they're going to they've brought in a big big Italian restaurant that you're going to you, you're going to get to wine and dine in type situation. In saying that, or as well as that, they've shagged off grilled uh, schnitz. What is it? Shit. Red Rooster. And they, <laughs> the Red Rooster. Someone, and I watched someone tweet the other night, Dilksy, in the twenty first that. An anonymous call to the show confirmed the Red Rooster has already been removed from the MCG. It happened at night whilst we were innocently sleeping. This is an outrage, she said. <laughs> now, I take issue with Red Rooster regardless. I've always thought that they've been government funded because regardless of where you go, anywhere in the world or in Australia, there's nobody in a Red Rooster car park regardless. And it's the same with the train station. I, I go to Southern Cross quite regularly. I've never, ever seen a person in Red Rooster. So they've got to be heritage listed or government funded. One of the two, they've been binned off as well as crust, and they've brought in this chicken place and this other burger place. Uh, and Coops, I'm there for a burger. You make an incredibly good point. Like, as long as it's affordable and you can, you know... I did do a have... bit of the hater reads the headline type of thing, though. I didn't really <laughs> read the article, but... Fans read the entire page type situation. Yeah, <laughs> No, nah, look, it's. I think it's as as we just said. As long as it's cost effective, and and we're not turning yeah. into into Amy Park, which is quite expensive. Like I went to watch the soccer the other day. I had to pay fifteen bucks for a single like chicken and chips, and then five bucks for a bottle of water. That was excessive. Like if you're there with a family of four, and you've got to do that four times, that's eighty bucks. Correct for a half time feed. Like it's a lot of money. So yeah. maybe the restaurant's not a bad idea, but again, yeah. I don't really want to be competing with 40,000 people to have a meal. Yeah, true. That's interesting. 
But I think so what that, like that point well. there makes me go, well, it's going to be expensive then. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's just the way it's going. Like for a single person, like like what we did we went, when we went and watched the D's thing in December, yeah. that was all right. You'd go, like we got a burger, it was 10 bucks. You'd probably pay that. But uh, just for families. Like, they sh- they of- will still have those those like walk in, walk out, fly in FIFO type things, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> they're not just going to. They're not just going <laughs> to. Wipe those those things completely. Like they're not gonna make everyone dine at a restaurant to get a feed. No, you're not gonna have to go yeah. in and get a bowl of ravioli. That's not that's not what we're saying. But um, and yeah, yeah, though, yeah. as 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 you said, yeah, the FIFOs, the kiosks are still available. But yeah, um, that's if you're gonna go for the gourmet options, like your yeah, your yeah. fried chicken or your your burgers. They may no, be a bit extra. But I I like what um Marvel are doing across the road. I was there on a business management excursion in year 12, so back in 2019. And, uh, yeah, they were in the, the early stages of building a restaurant on the, the second floor. Mm. I think sick. And as that, that's just going to be a weekday thing. So you can just go in, um, obviously, and you can you can have a dine and a wine. and you can. Like, I think the MCG to... one was open, wasn't it? Like it's yeah. going to be open for a weekday? Yeah, I think so as well. Like that's yeah. pretty cool. Like imagine just going out for dinner at the MCG. Like that that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh I just don't like the idea of trying to watch the footy and having a meal. I just don't like that. I've been seeing you. Yeah. Like you could do that at, you know, the local if you could probably not yeah, the same exactly environment right. though. But Exactly. But I don't even think you'd be able to enjoy your meal. Like say you went to the MCG, like Anzac Day, for example, hundred thousand people there, it's as busy as a codge. That's as loud as a codge, and I'm trying to eat my spaghetti bol- bolognese. It's just that's just not, it's not not right. <laughs> yeah, no, probably. It, like if it's yeah, that's that's a good point you raise there. If it's a if it's a blowout, catch me in the restaurant. But <laughs> <laughs> if it's if it's not that we play at the MCG, but if we're getting belted, you're not going to catch me at a restaurant. I'm going to be scaling one of the light towers, coops. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on, moving on. Enough of that. Um, Lockie Neal is going to play on the half-forward flank this year, Coops. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, he's going to go undergo a positional change. He's going to do a reverse Scott Pendlebury, and instead of playing on the half-back, he's going to play half-forward. They're going to move McCluggage, um, you know, Yazorko's of the world, Zach Bailey, um, Jared Lyons. They're going to be your engine room. I actually don't mind that. I think it's good, but... In saying that, I'm not sure what sort of impact Lockie Neal can have on the half-fourth flank. It's sort of a bit of a lost position, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I think it was good. Just, you know, well, obviously after his injury, it sort of set him back a bit. But, like, I didn't watch too much of, of Brisbane. But, yeah, like, I quite liked the way he went about it in the midfield. Yeah. And, like, the Lions are one of those teams. I think that they're just about ready to go to the next level. Um, and but... I don't think there was anything wrong with their setup last year. No, well, because they've got a lot of those hard-nosed pricks of midfielders. Like they've got Head Robinson. down and straight into the ball, yeah. Correct. But they've got no users, Coops. Right? They've got your good outside users. Like, you can give it to McCluggage on the outside. He'll run you all the way home. But yeah. they've got nobody to get in there and get the ball out to the movers. Like, yeah. Lockman Neal just has a silky sort of pizzazz about him where he can go in, he can get his own footy. Oscar he, he can make it look just good. picks it up and drop kicks it. Correct. <laughs> But and like, just punts it forward. Oh, you just can't, like, I'm, I'm just a bit nervous that they're going to have two yeah. the same same amount of midfielders and all you have to do is really just keep it off. Like, it's just keep things off and you'll just be able to get it forward. Like, as long as you keep it clean and composed, really, yeah. just a real handball game. 
that would be. Able I think it'll it'll pressure the back line, like the opposition back line, a little bit too, though. Yeah, like and it, I it, feel like he'll he'll push up really high as well. Like he'll be a high half swim, really. Yeah, Rob Peter so. and Paul again. Oh my! <laughs> like every situation, eh? But no, yeah, keep going. So. No, no, no. I think I think you're right. Like I feel like yeah. it'll just be a rotation. They'll they'll get to points in games where they just need a little bit of class in there. Not saying that the Lions midfield don't have class. But they just need somebody to go in and get the ball and move it properly. Like they need proper disposal. Uh, they can't just have those kicks going forward. Whereas Lockie yeah. can go in and he can give that handball out. Whereas I think their midfield, apart from him, a kick first. Very much like Tom Mitchell. He plays on the wing a lot of the time. But if they ever need somebody to go in and get the ball, he'll he'll go in and get it and he'll get it out yeah. and can move forward. So that'll be good. Uh, Coop, the yeah, last yeah. thing I wanted to bring up today, unless you've got anything else, is the A-League have brought in commercial breaks, which I think is the stupidest thing ever. Probably the stupidest thing I've ever heard since uh, Eddie Maguire wanted to put a roof on the MCG, to be honest. But what I mean by that is about halfway through the half, so about 20 minutes into each half, they will pause the game. Oh, my God. That's every, stupid already. And we have a commercial break so the advertisers can get their money in. I don't like this, Coops. I think it's stupid. I think it, it completely takes away from, A, the spectacle. Imagine that. You're just running down the wing. No, sorry, that's 20 minutes, lads. In we go. We've got to have a drink for five so we can get some ads play. Screaming in with open goal. No, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, we're going to have to take that penalty kick after the break. That's fine. Uh, it's just, oh, it just I, don't, I don't understand. Yeah, it's a bit silly. Uh, it just takes away from... A bit money-hungry, shot. Well, I mean, I can understand where they're coming from in terms of an advertising point of view. Like, they get a half-time break and that's it. Well, yeah, well, I think there's you know, another way to do it, surely. There's, There's got to be. Like, even the the cricket, and they've done very well because they they have a fight. Like, the A-League is, you know, a fast enough paced format in terms of you can't really get a break. Yeah, I, I know. Obviously, it's it's you know two forty five minute halves. That seems quite slow, but you know it's fast paced in terms of a, there's no breaks. So yeah, like if uh, but the the big yeah, bang, I don't think it's the sport to just stop after twenty minutes. Go no 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 no. Nah, it, it just ruins it ruins the momentum. Like um, Jason Cummings, who plays for Central Coast, he brought up a very good point the other day. He's just like, well, we had an issue with the VAR, which is the you know, the assistant referee does the, the video checks and all that sort of stuff. That no. took 10 minutes. So he goes, yeah, that took 10 minutes. And then he goes, and then we had a 10-minute 10, minute, 10 minute break for a commercial. He goes, I had to warm up every 10 minutes. He goes, I just couldn't get into the game. And, <laughs> like, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, mm. you're just not able to. And, like, there's yeah. so many ways around it. Even the Big Bash now, if they're, like, say there's a spinner or they're running a little bit short on time, they'll just chuck an ad up on the, on the TV in between the overs. They're not going to cut to a break. They'll yeah. just put up that screen in the middle of the pitch. And I think that's cool because you're able to yeah. see how the field's getting set. You're able to see all that sort of stuff. That's that's actually quite cool. Yeah, but, no. Uh, it's um... Just to, to cut it in the middle of the half, I just don't like it. There's, no, there's got to be a better way. Seems odd. Oh, no, it doesn't think... seem odd. It's, it's reasonable, but it's not. There's probably a better way. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just, sure. I don't know. They're, they're, and they're trying hard with Paramount, but, like, it's got to come from the streamers. Like, uh, you have to be able to to put the advertising either in the commentary lines. Like, they have to be able to use them or um, put them, you know, put the signage in the right spot, use the LED boards, all that sort of stuff. But then again, 
how much are they really getting per per game anyway? Like, I don't think I've I've really, except for probably McDonald's, I've never ever gone to a game and thought, shit, I need to get that in my life. That's, that's what double, I mean. Like, I was literally just about to ask you. If, if you hear an ad come on, are you going to be like, shit, I need to listen to this? No. Like, you don't listen to it. No, and, I think that whenever, yeah. whenever there's – and like AFL is a bit different. Like, you know, say there's – you know, it's a high-scoring game. There could be – well, even – let's say that there's a regular sort of game being played. You know, your average run of the goal, uh, run of the mill, there's probably 20 goals scored per game. Each team scores 10. Yeah. Uh, so there's, you know, 20 chances for an ad break. Plus then quarter time, half time, three quarter time. Plus then they've got the ads that pop up on the screen, like your McDonald's and whatever. Like there's there's plenty of opportunity. But like I mean, if there's a goal scored, I'm straight into the shitter to be honest. Like I I just cannot run down the hallway quick enough and then get back. That's that's my sort of yeah. No, you don't stick around <laughs> and watch your ads. No, I'm not even mess around with spiders, Cooper. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to, if I've got to go, I've got to go. But um, yeah, no, they've, got to, they've got to sort that out because it's just, it just takes away from the spectacle. Yeah, um, I mean, it's not a glowing indictment to the sport when there's three thousand people at the game anyway, and then you're yeah. cutting us off halfway through. Like it's just a shit watch. But um, mm. they'll sort it out. They're good like that. That's good from them. Cooper, have you got anything else to add to the, the podcast today? Uh no. Well, that's all right. We've had a good episode today, Coops. It was a bit of yeah. an impromptu one. We are going to do it uh, this evening, and then we decided that we'll do it now. Good from us. That's great from us. Real, real well-planned type setup. Correct. But, uh, yeah, this has been episode 23 of the Behind the Bounds podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed what you've uh, you've listened to today. Uh, let us know how we went in the comment section or the reviews or whatever the, the hell you comment on. And uh, we'll see you this time next week.